Welcome to Cafecito con Leche. My name is Dino. And I'm David. And it has been a week. I think we had a stressful week. Oh, I thought you were just saying it's been a week since we've been... No, it's been a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've, had, we've had a week. Yeah, so it's just, you know, work life sometimes just gets to you. So we've been... Crying. A little bit, <laughs> if I'm being honest. I had a moment where I came home the other day it was actually yesterday i just came home and i was just like i'm just gonna sit here and i just relaxed for a second and i was like one, two tears and i was just like okay and i'm good and i'm back oh yeah okay. yeah i haven't cried yet you don't cry yet <laughs> i said yet <laughs> <laughs> uh but no i've been we've been doing things to kind of like de-stress and get out into the world um yeah i've had a couple of beers this week you're welcome <laughs> and Dino bought me a big pack of beer. Yeah, it was good. I time. made mole last weekend, so he brought beer to have with the mole. It was really good. Thank you, Dino. You you've remembered all the ingredients this time and everything. Yeah, I, well, I remembered the one ingredient that I missed. <laughs> um, however, I did not add one of the ingredients that I put in last time. Um, anise seeds are okay. really hard to find. Oh, okay. Yeah, or at least the Northgate that I went to, like yeah. their selection was much smaller. So I also used different chilies this time than I used the last time. Okay. Um, the one by my place on 10th and Cherry is very small. I used to live right... Oh, yeah. yes. We talked about it last time with Paul. That's where the apartment was. Oh, right there. Yeah. That's a real gritty place. Yeah. That is... But the Tasty Food to Go is right across the street from that place. It is in a duplex that is half barbershop, half Thai food. And it's... That's half... a, anytime you're getting looking for good food, you're looking for half something else. There's a really good Chinese food place by my parents' place, and half of it's a laundromat. Oh, see? You get yeah. some work done, get a snack? Yeah. It's one of those, like, column A, column B places, too, so it's, like, old school. <laughs> oh, man. Um, the, <laughs> the food is really good. Um, you had us and some friends over. Daniel was over. Um, it was a good time. Yeah, it was really nice. We also did some community theater this The week. night before we had mole, we went to community theater, right? Yeah. Around there, yeah. Yeah, it was Friday night that we went to community theater. Yes. So a friend of yours had a friend who was in Hi, the... Ricardo. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have Ricardo on. Yeah, he gave us our equipment. So the reason we're able to record multiple voices is thanks to Ricardo. Currently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll have to have him on. But one of his friends, or a friend of his friend, was in a show at the Long Beach Playhouse. Um, and it was... I Okay, I love... Remember the name of it? I don't. Okay. But that's okay. Because I saw your notes and I was like, he doesn't remember the name. Of I this. don't. He just remembers the, the, like, name of the drug. So, so what I'm gonna say next is, <laughs> I love community theater because it is either awful or the greatest thing that no one's seen. Um, what do you think this was? Um, I think it was awful. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't. Uh, you know, whenever a show starts out with sexual innuendo joke mm -hmm. like immediately off the bat uh -huh. i'm like i'm pulled out of this that was they're trying to hook you in yeah but it wasn't good i know the delivery wasn't well is what it was like if you're gonna do that you have to do it right mm -hmm. um and it just like it was a little too on the nose that's what was happening and it, we could that could have probably happened a little later in the episode or in the show mm -hmm. than where we got it yeah, it starts off with him. He's on with tech support, but it sounds like a phone sex line. Yeah, yeah, like put it in, yeah. grab it by the tip type thing, put it in the hole. Put it in the hole. Yeah, um, yeah. It sounds like he's getting instructions to like play with himself. Is what it is. Um, yeah. No, I wasn't a fan of the show at all. Okay. Yeah. Do we do? Do you want to do a synopsis? Synopsis. Synopsis. Are your brackets out? Okay. I got Invisalign, and like episode one, I do not sound good. Uh, if you listen to the episode with Daniel, you can hear your, your Invisalign in there. Greetings, distinguished panel of judges. And every now and then there's a... <laughs> yeah. Um, so the synopsis is that we have a couple that is having relationship issues. And one of them is turning 50, and he's kind of struggling with that. And the other guy is a designer of what programming no no no, no he it's does a... like advertisements for sports drinks it seems like energy drink it was an energy drink 
and they have a new product and the new they have two new products uh that one that was supposed to be drank which is orange gatorade Mm -hmm. and then the other one which was a red gatorade bottle and the red gatorade bottle was liquid viagra yes if unless you knew what viagra was because it's a little love potion number 90 yeah so it it makes you horny it's an aphrodisiac mix with viagra essentially yeah and also alcohol because they were like acting drunk and also in hallucinogenic it was a mix of everything you could get out of a party bowl in a bottle of gatorade (gasps) not sponsored and not actually gatorade (laughs) 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 um anyway so the plot goes on everyone's lying to each other People are sleeping with people because they're drinking this drink, not knowing what's actually in it. Um, everything comes to a head at the end. Um, well, it's a farce. It's a. I. Is that supposed to mean something to me? Uh, it just means, like, when people aren't communicate. It's a miscommunication. Is that what a farce means? Yeah. I thought so. I thought a farce going. I didn't go to theater school. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I assumed farce just meant it was going to be like a comedic story. Um, I, I, and kind of like over the top. That's what, okay. and based off of what I saw, that's, I was like, I've never actually seen something labeled a farce. And if this is what they're claiming a farce is, it must be the overall like structure of it. That's what I assumed. Um, from what I remember, and I'm probably wrong cause I dropped out of that English major, but it's, um, there's a miscommunication and there's a constant mis- miscommunication through the whole thing. And towards the end, when people start actually communicating, that's when the problems are solved. Okay. Solved. So like. Midsummer Night's Dream is a farce. Yes. Okay. Okay. But we just label it one of Shakespeare's comedies because yeah. nobody dies at the end. Yes. Okay. Okay. This one's a farce tragedy because someone does die at the end. <laughs> well. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No one dies at the end. <laughs> Maybe that's true. <laughs> it would have it been nice. I guess, I guess two of the guys that were in it are um, the writers. Yes. Um, two of the best acted roles were the writers. Yes. Yeah. Well, they knew the source material they knew so the well. Sor- they knew the source material. Those parts were written for them. <laughs> they were written for them. Um, I was surprised that, like, everyone on that stage was an actor to some caliber, to some degree. Um, but none of them could really act. It, it read, it was like if they were reading off the page is what it was to me. Okay. Like there wasn't a whole lot of like actual acting going into it. Um, and I guess that's pretty common for community theater. Have you been to a lot? I saw college stuff and I went to my high school productions. That's as close as I've gotten to community theater. Okay. Um, I've seen, I'm from Garden Grove and there's a little gem theater out there. That the had, gem yeah. theater? Yeah, I've, I know of the gem. I've never been. Why do you know of the gem? I know of where people go to see things. Community, you know of a community theater location in a city? Uh, so I worked at Disneyland. Everyone there is oh, a theater that's theater. Person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, everyone's doing something somewhere. It's always weird when someone knows something from my hometown because I'm just like, why would you know that? Did you go to the Strawberry Festival Parade? Uh, no, but I'm familiar with it. Okay, because it has low-level Disney stars? Uh, yes, and if I... No, that's the Halloween parade. Oh, that's different. Um, yeah, I was going to say, Disney always does the float, but it's for the Halloween when parade. When Cloris Leachman was the Grand Marshal there, we freaked out. We're like, oh, yeah. yes! Oh. It was great. Frabruca. <laughs> oh, they had... Okay, let, that brings us back to the play, because they're, every time they said the name of the energy drink, it was like fire and brimstone, there would be a, like a... <laughs> but like... It just felt so half-assed. Uh, most of it felt half-assed. And also, why is it? Why is the drink called that? And there wasn't anybody in chaps until the end. No. It's for it to be half-assed. Yeah. It, I, okay, yeah. you didn't laugh, but I, it's fine. I know. It's fine. I know I'm not funny. <laughs> you you say you're not funny, and then you have these moments where you just, like, kill me. So it's great. <laughs> uh, so at the gym, I've seen Steel Magnolias, which took place from, like, the inside of a hair salon. So... That's how the original play is written. Okay. Yeah, it's all done in Trudy's hair salon. Okay, perfect. Uh, so only the movie is what um, branches out. God, see, I, even um, before that, I didn't know it was a play before. I thought they were yeah. like... Yeah, it's a play. I thought there um, were Mean Girls in it. No. Yeah, the other way around. No, it's a play first, uh, Trudy's salon shop, and it's all women. If mm. I'm not mistaken, none of the men show up. We no. only hear about the men through these like secondhand accounts, whereas the film develops the male characters so you actually see the scenes that they're talking about in the salon being done firsthand essentially yeah yeah so that was actually really good 
Um, I've seen Peter Pan at the La Mirada Playhouse. Yeah, because someone I knew was um, like an ABA therapist, and one of her clients was in the place. She's like, "We got free tickets. You want to go?" And I was like, "Okay." And Peter Pan is not exciting. It's a very beautiful production, very well funded. Very, but it was just like this is really boring. That's uh, what led Walt Disney to be Walt Disney. Peter Pan. He saw Peter Pan on stage. Wow. Yeah, he saw the magic of theater. Oh, that's a story they tell us. He saw Kathy Rigby. <laughs> he saw Kathy Rigby. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> see, I got jokes, dude. <laughs> but that's the story they have us tell. That Walt saw Peter Pan, saw a boy fly, and thought, "I want to be able to create create that, that magic." That magic. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um. What else? The only other, I think, community theater I've seen. Oh no, I saw like. Oh, my my ex was in a production of Hair. At the Long Beach Playhouse. At the Long Beach Playhouse, which is where we went. And if you don't know anything about Hair, um, there's a point where everyone's naked on stage. And two two really old people walked out when that happened because I don't think they knew it was coming. Uh, it was, and they walked across the front. It was very just funny. just saw their little silhouettes. Me and Paul laughing in the back as it's happening, <laughs> like trying to be quiet, but it's just, it's just black box theater. It's Yeah, it's tiny. It's tiny, yeah. so everyone could hear us laughing. Is that what we were at? Was that what that's yeah. considered a black box theater? Yeah. Was the... Then I saw Rent in a black box theater okay. in L.A. I don't remember the name of it, um, and it was just a tiny, like, seven-row thing. Yeah. But Rent is also a very intimate play, so I every time i've seen it outside in like a normal theater it's also been very similar in structure mm-hmm. so i just assumed that's how rent is i've only seen the movie oh okay it was just okay okay oh right i got no i, got no, I have no comments on i have rent. no comment on that rent is rent rent is rent we pay it every month yeah <laughs> anyway have you ever been in like a play or anything i am the guy you come to if you want a monologue done oh yeah yeah i'm the guy that yeah, so I'm really good. I have a lot of Shakespeare monologues memorized that I can recite off book. Cool. That's always a good time. <laughs> in, in fifth grade, we had a play. Okay. It was uh, an original production, mm. I think. I don't know. It was fifth grade. Uh, We're going to find out right now, and I'm going to be like, no, we did that too. Well, What no. is it? What would you do? It's You take a bunch of fairy tales, and it's the trial uh, of the big bad wolf. I think my brother did that. Something yeah. similar. Okay. It was the trial of some fairy tale creature okay cool and so I, it you know who do you think i played uh you're the gingerbread man no good guess though um i <laughs> even as a small child i recognized this is the funny part i'm gonna do this your grandma i, I was grandma, grandma who had just gotten back from hawaii because she wasn't eaten it turned out she was in hawaii so oh. i had coconuts and a hula skirt and at the end i come out like oh yeah hey i've just been having a good time um, did not know I was gay at the time because you know fifth grade, uh, but it, you look back and you're like, yeah, you didn't, you didn't that's know you the were gay kid. I guess I didn't know I was gay, but I knew you knew things were going on. I knew things were going on, I roughly around the second grade. Second that was, grade, yeah, wow. that was the, that was when I like had a crush on a girl. Uh-huh. But I had a crush on a girl because everyone was asking me like, are there any like cute girls at school? And I like felt the need. And yeah, no, I've done that. Yeah, but uh, like my best friend from. I think we were in kindergarten together, but I for sure know we were second grade on. Um, he was like, I was just like enamored with him and I wanted to, I wanted more with him. Okay. Yeah. I was more towards middle school where I was like, something, I didn't, I couldn't figure out what I'm like, something, I know I'm different. I don't know what the hell it is. Mm. Cause in elementary school, like I like to, I don't know, as much as kids like someone, I was like, I, I like a girl, whatever. But okay. I also liked the girls who paid attention to me. So I was like, oh, I, later I'm like, oh, I like attention. Ah, okay. That's different. You learn later, that's different. <laughs> uh, but no, I had a friend in middle school when he was my best friend. Uh, found out later he was gay too. So okay. it was a missed opportunity there. Uh, but we used to go on like vacations together with his family. And I just remember being in Lake Havasu or is that a lake? I don't know, it's a river, whatever. Havasu is a lake. It's yeah. a lake. It's lake yeah, okay. Havasu, yeah. Where the it's been a long time. Where the river from the Grand Canyon ends. There if you I'm go. Not mistaken. What's that river? It doesn't matter. Go on. <laughs> You're at Lake Havasu. No, we're just like wrestling. <laughs> we're like, I'm like throwing him in the water, and we're like wrestling and realizing later. I was like, oh, I think I liked him. You were in middle school. Yeah. Okay. So just your body is changing. Well, <laughs> my best friend in the second grade was very effeminate. Oh. Yeah. Um, and I 
you know, by chance happen to be relatively mask presenting Mm -hmm. in, you know, everything I do. And I always found his like femininity to be like compelling. Yeah. Like I, I wanted that. Uh I have my moments where I queen out or whatever, but I know it's great. That's neither. That's not like 100% all the time, you know? Um, but yeah, I always wanted to be like, like him or the, the femininity of him. I was attracted to, Mm um, he did not, I, I'm not familiar if he came out of the closet. I recently d- found him on Instagram and I follow him. Um, and his posts are still very like, is he, is he not? But at least for me when I see them. Yeah. Um, I should probably reach out to him. I love that for her. Yeah. Yeah. He had an interesting upbringing. Yeah. My friend came out to me over AOL Instant Messenger because I'd moved away for high school. The middle school one from yeah. Lake Havasir? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, you're living the dream. <laughs> so i moved away he came out and i was i just remember sitting there sweating at my computer being like should i tell him like i because i hadn't come, i'd still figuring shit out okay and then i decided i'm going to wait and kind of see what happens with his family oh who was oh he was coming out like he came out came processing out. no like he told me like hey i'm gay and i was like okay cool like we could still play halo like we're just hanging out whatever were you were you out? No, that's what I mean. Oh, he came oh, out and okay. I was like, gotcha. I, I thought you gotcha. I thought you were that. Never mind. Go on. Okay. Um, I, I thought you were trying to say like he came out to you and you were wanting to tell him about your feelings from like Havasu, where you like had oh. the realization. I thought that's what you were trying to say. Uh, but you're saying he came out. You were wondering if you should come out in that same moment as yeah, well. Yeah, you know, it would have been a nice shared bonding. <clears throat> and moment. you were using him as a litmus test for society at large. Sadly, yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> It's not great. No, you do what you need to do to survive. We do that. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, you're surviving. So his family was very Catholic at the time, (laughs) and it did not go well. So I was like, well, fuck that. I'm staying right here in the closet. Thank you very much. As I figure some shit out until I, like, get a job, leave, whatever. It's early high school. Um, And then later, like, one time we were hanging out, and I told him, and he was like, wait, what? Like, yeah, it was interesting. Okay. I was like, yeah, because I used to sleep over at his house, and I was like, yeah, I remember sleeping over at your place like before we'd even like it was middle school at the time so we didn't know anything yeah. but it was just like he I, he's inch, I want to be near him but I don't necessarily have the language for what this desire is yeah okay being young gay is weird it is um I in middle school I had a best friend so I had that same friend from second grade on and he stayed pretty constant but I made another really good friend in middle school he was this tall Latino guy and he was kind of feminine but he always had girlfriends mm. um and he wasn't like effeminate effeminate he was just you know different yeah um but he and i were really close um i've always had really tall friends i've always been the short guy this with the tall keeps guy coming up. it's a it's a trend for me <laughs> um we i remember one time in high school we both forgot our swim trunks so we had to wear our um just our regular gym shorts into mm. the pool um and when you wear just regular like jogging shorts in water loosey goosey well they stick when you get out of the water yeah they do yeah so that was like the first time i saw his like body and Uh i already knew that i was like crushing on him Uh by the time i was in high school when that happened so by high school i already knew like i'm into him and i'm into men for sure Uh um and when that happened i was like oh for sure like this guy i've been trying to get at this guy since middle school um and then we like kind of had to shower because covered in chlorine or yeah. whatever it is. So we he we were both sent to the gym first because we didn't have underwear on under our swim trunks. And we didn't have like towel towels, so we had to go first to change before everyone else did. Mm. So I kind of saw him naked, um, and then recently, like just before COVID, he hit me up and was like, "Hey, like, would you want to hang out?" Um, and I was like, "Sure, why not? Like, we haven't seen each other in years. Why not?" we catch up so he came and picked me up from my parents place we're driving to LA and while we're getting into LA he turns to me and he's like you know uh I want to come out to you because I've seen you be out and about like I am also a gay man that's cool and I was like oh okay um and so we had this it was just me and him all night we hung out chatted he is a writer he was going to be leaving on a fellowship overseas to write just whatever he wanted and mm. i thought that was amazing and then like that same night i decided to tell him like you know i've 
always had like a crush on you and i i even the night that when i came out to my parents i texted him and was like hey i want to let you know i've been into you and i i came out of the closet tonight and he was like well thank you for letting me know so when i when he came out to me that night he said that he had always kind of thought of that text message when i came out to him uh-huh. as him being like i also am gay but i don't want to reply to this message yet it's not, it, it was your moment yeah so when <laughs> he came out to me and i like reiterated the i've always had feelings for you forgetting that i had texted him mm. he was like yeah i remember when you sent me that text message and i was like why did you do anything <laughs> <laughs> um but now he has his he's in spain now he's dating some french man that's beautiful living a bohemian lifestyle as a writer that could be you one day. It could be, but it's not right now. <laughs> it's not right now. You're in process. <laughs> and I have to live with that. You have different yeah. artistic processes happening right yeah, now. Yeah, so when you were telling the story about, like, you were trying to figure out, what, like, do I, don't I? Like, I, I thought, mainly because I was projecting, like, my story onto that. Because mm. similar. I was no. like, I had that same thing. Like, I was in the car with him, and I was like, do I tell him right now? Do I tell him later that I have a crush on him? Forgetting that I had already told him <laughs> a decade earlier. <laughs> <laughs> It was just one of those things that you forget because, like, you didn't get anything back. So you were like, I was just like, okay, well, I'll forget this little heartbreaking moment thinking. Yeah, you move on and leave that behind. Yeah. I had a, he's probably coming tonight, but my my friend Johnny, he he was my best friend in high school. Um, But, like, things get weird when you're gay in a straight space. And, like, I had a crush on my best friend. I get to meet Johnny tonight? Uh, He's going to try and come. Oh, okay, cool. I hear a lot about him. I've so. been trying to get around. He's got a kid and a pregnant wife. People, um, people be, people be fucking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, but like, I had a crush on him. I knew it wasn't going anywhere because he was straight. But I like, I told him like, hey, this is what's going on. I have feelings for you. I know you don't reciprocate. You're straight. And he's like, ah, Deej, yes, I am straight. I am not interested. I am sorry you are going through this. And oh. It was the sweetest, like thing someone could say it was very affirming but also like i understand you have to take a little space right now to figure this out but being able to talk to someone about that was really also what kind of like pushed us more together as like best friends i was the his best man at his wedding uh, that was a fun san diego trip nice. i did the bachelor party out there gas oh. lamp oh, okay it okay was, yeah well straight people you could take him to hillcrest um no no i, was I only... don't like going to the hillcrest to begin with so i wouldn't no? take anybody there yeah no i have a story okay tell wait tell the story and i can edit it out if we need to <laughs> no this is okay we'll come later you, we'll do this later okay let's close on that it's okay good. you have a story <laughs> really good hillcrest. okay but anyways uh johnny's thing was just in the gas lamp i took him to like all these bars with some other friends and like there was this one bar there that was really cool because it's an arcade but mm. the side wall is a glass wall that leads to like like a speakeasy a, no no oh. it's behind a glass wall is basically like a high school bedroom with video games everywhere so there's a guy back there playing video games and usually you like pay to get back there it was like oh it's his bachelor party yes yeah, and back and it's like he gets to pick whatever game he wants to play and challenge the guy who's playing the game there so he chose the wait 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 the guy that's in there playing the game is a part of he the works there bit okay yeah so you challenge him to a game and i guess if you win like you get a drink or whatever so he said uh super nintendo uh, mario kart which is notoriously very hard especially when you're doing the later levels like the rainbow road has no uh, edges uh, there's no super nintendo that's just a d-pad there's no joystick for that no and yeah okay. it's just that's really difficult it is really difficult but he's back there, and he's lapping it's this guy. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Johnny's, Johnny's one of four brothers. They're very competitive. They're very good at things. Is he around your age? Johnny? Or older? We're the same age, same age. Oh, okay. So even that for then, like, Super Nintendo is out of his, like, it's not a console that you all would have grown up with. Yeah, it is. It is? Yeah. How old is a Super Nintendo? Uh, Super Nintendo came out, NES came out, like, 89-ish. Uh, so Super Nintendo would probably be, like, 92 around there. Interesting. I often forget that me and my parents are very close in age. Oh, yeah. So my dad's like, I played this. And I'm like, well, that must be ancient. But forgetting that. Yeah. So yeah. I asked how old your parents were the other day. And I was just like, wow. Yeah. I forget that we're pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's 20 years older than me. Exactly. My dad's so. very close to retiring. Okay. Yeah. And we're only, I'm only a couple years older, a couple years older than you are. Yeah. About um, five years, four years. I'm 33. You're 28. 
five, yeah. four years, five years. Five. Don't make me do math right five. now. Five. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me sing. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So, uh, uh, SNES is in his wheelhouse. So, he would have been playing that as a child. For yeah. Sure. So, he's lapping this guy and he won and then it's like, yeah, free drinks. So, it was really cool. Wow. Um, That's really cool. Uh, the video arcade bar here in LA doesn't have anything like that. I feel like that would be a good addition. No. I went to one, we had like a Sunday fun day thing in downtown Santa Ana with, um, Mm-hmm. like getting rich in them and just there mostly a, pinball yeah that's what this one is too it's a it's a pinball bar that happens to also have a video couple. arcade machines yeah and they all are fighting ones so like two or three players no bubble bubble i think there's a bubble bubble Fuck yeah <laughs> yeah there's bubble bubble and indiana jones no not indiana jones uh terminator pinball is like their big one i was playing dolly parton pinball because it was <clears throat> There. No, Dolly, best little whorehouse in Texas. Pinball. Absolutely. Okay, yeah, I like that pinball machine. Yeah. The Indiana Jones pinball machine existed at Disneyland, and it had a revolver that you would shoot, and yeah. that would send the gun off. That pinball machine is gone. Um, so if anyone out in podcast land knows where I can find Indiana Jones pinball machine for cheap, I would like it. <laughs> They're usually like thousands of dollars. Uh, yeah, that one for sure is because they don't make many of them. Um, if I remember correctly, it was a pretty penny. Um, my dad's always wanted one. We have a bunch of arcade machines in our garage at home. I've never taken you in there. No. Yeah. This is a reveal. Yeah. There's, yeah, a, sh- there's a Tekken that we can switch out for Mortal Kombat in okay. there. Uh, we have a Donkey Kong Jr. that can be switched out for Mr. Miss Pac-Man or regular Pac-Man. Uh-huh. Um, and then we have this other game that my dad grew up with called um, Ghost and Goblins. Okay. Or it, he yeah. remembers it as Ghosts and Ghouls, but the game we have is Ghosts and Goblins, and it plays the exact same way. Where you're just this little man, and as you're playing, you collect like swords and shields, so you up your armor to finally face Satan at the end. But as you get hit, you lose your armor and can end up being just like a guy, just a dude, yeah. naked running. Yeah, it's a really good game. Yeah, every time you've talked about like board games in your like garage, or you're like, no, don't go in there; it's crowded. I yeah, didn't know there really... was a full-on arcade back it's, there. Yeah, there's an arcade in my parents' garage. That's cool. <laughs> it makes me sound, you know, upper middle class. Wow. <laughs> and I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> my my dad would actually just scrape like whatever he like instead of buying like cars or fixing cars like some dads do. Yeah. Um the money he would essentially pay to for parts of cars, he would buy arcade machines with. And relatively cheap. The caveat was like we would have to drive out to like Big Bear and pick them up. Um, so just me and him would like load. I think I don't remember which one we loaded on. I think it was a Tekken one, and that thing was heavy yeah. as fuck. Um, I grew up. My sister was an ice skater, so I grew up in the arcade at all the ice rinks in the Southern California area. Yeah. So very familiar with these games. Yeah. No. Uh, Donkey Kong Junior was the like. It's a tabletop too, so it's like a flat like, you know, bird's eye view of the game, and that one's really cool. That one's a lot of fun. We played the we played that one out. The Ghost and Goblins we need to get fixed because it's so old the cartridge that it um it's like a purple screen sometimes. You have to like turn it off, turn it on, turn it off, turn it on. Yeah. Until it finally like you get a you good go, picture. Oh, yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah. We've weeded off. I gotta, <laughs> yeah. I gotta figure out where we are. You're talking about the bar. Uh your friend beat the guy through Super NES. Oh yeah, I that added, was um that I went to the video bar. I know we took a whole childhood. But we were talking about uh, talking about theater. We were talking about the <laughs> community theater. Uh, yeah, the theater. It was okay. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know where to go from here. I. I, <laughs> well, I mean, okay. Uh, I thought it was interesting because in the same week we did community theater, we also went to the opera. I for your Christmas present, I got you opera tickets, and I chose something I wanted to see because I was like, I've never gone. Let's go see something. Yeah. And luckily, I'm, it turned a, out you hadn't seen. Yeah, it Yeah, I had not seen it before. I, don't you remember talking me talking about it around my birthday? Uh, yeah, no, that's why I did it. Well, yeah, because I I sent a group chat. I was like, the opera called me. They want me to pay this much, but there's only like these playing. Um, so I've I've mentioned before that I really like opera, and the only one that I really wanted to see in this season of the LA Opera was Figaro. And that's where we ended up. We went to go watch Figaro. At first, I was thinking Othello because I was like, I've read Shakespeare. I know Othello, but that was going to be way later in the year. And I was like, no, let's go earlier. Um, but it was fun. It Othello was... is. No, that's uh, Hamlet. No. Yeah. The monologue. Yeah. I know that one. Okay. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty famous. Yeah. For uh, in high school, when I was in film class, we had to do. Um, I think it was no it wasn't that wasn't the green screen challenge i think it was just our lighting challenge we had to light like a single person um 
mm-hmm. and yet essentially you study lighting yeah. learn a three key light use it on a subject create like a short film using lighting as the premise of it uh, my friend lit me in three point and i read the hamlet or i recited the hamlet monologue nice and that's when everyone learned i could play a villain I just know you as a villain. Yeah. So the <laughs> next project was green screen. So I reenacted, or they had me redo the scene from Reservoir Dogs where the guy gets his ear cut off. Yeah. So I played Mr. Blonde and I did the ear cutting off. Do you have that still? I do not. Oh, I'd no, love I to not. see that. But I had to, there's there's footage of me out there doing the little like dance that he does. That's a really, that was a really good time. That sounds great. Yeah. We did a video project in AP English. Um, and we just took characters from the stories we read, and we had to put those all together into some sort of. Did you do the uh, the trial of the Big Bad Wolf? No, that would be <laughs> great. Bring it back. <laughs> uh, no, we did the mole. Me and my friends are really into the. Oh yeah, you've told me this. Yes, Anderson Cooper. So I played Anderson Cooper. I was okay. kind of the host, and we always laughed that every time they showed him in those first like one or two seasons, he's always eating. So every, time, <laughs> so every time they came to me i just had like a mouthful of food or uh, something it's probably because he's done a show before where he wasn't fed that's how that's why brad pitt eats in all his movies he likes something to do well no he was on set one time and they didn't feed him oh, and he yeah. was really hungry so now in the all the oceans movies he has snacks in his hand he's always eating snacks and it's because he's he kind of it's become like a thing for him to eat on set because oh. he doesn't know if they're gonna bring food or well not. i was gonna say it's just like me i'm hungry every two to three hours and yeah. if i don't eat i'm gonna get cranky brad pitt's currently under some litigation so probably maybe <laughs> uh, yeah so we did that I, st- I think i still have that script i kept that it was something i wrote so i was like really nice. proud of it and i'm like yeah okay i mean there wasn't a script it was just like you've seen reservoir dogs and i said yes i've yeah. seen reservoir dogs and they're like Go. you know the lines right and like, i was like i know them. i'm off book for reservoir <laughs> dogs i am um, i'm well i must have been I was 17, so I was off book at 17 for Reservoir. I was off book for at like 14 for Reservoir Dogs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it so much later. I snuck it. Um, I remember uh, at my cousin's house, I would stay over all the time, and we would sleep in his brother's room because he had the big bed. And there was a poster on his wall of just Reservoir Dogs. It was just the red background, black silhouettes of the characters like walking towards camera. Um and he would always tell us like don't ever watch that movie like that movie is bad and it was just like we've we were that poster's always there so we were like we should probably watch that movie yeah like, it's, important. it's obviously it's important enough to have a poster it's important enough to have a poster and he would always tell us like no you can't watch that movie don't ever watch it but my parents owned it um so when i would get home from school pretty early uh, my mom would come home at like five and i would get home at like three thirty. Mm-hmm. so i would you know sneak movies um i watched that for the first time during that time and then i watched deuces wild have you ever seen deuces wild no. with frankie muniz no, I don't think so. Highly recommend. It's a good time. Add to the list. Yeah, add it to the list. I own that. I have the DVD at home. So if you ever come, when you come over for the next movie night, we'll watch Talented Mr. Ripley, and then the one after that, we'll do Deuces Wild. And then the one after that, we'll do True Romance. That's still on the list because of... Because of Toblo? Toblo. Yeah. <laughs> I still have to book that hotel. I'm going to see Toblo in May. Um, but no, no footage of me exists as Mr. Blonde cutting off uh, the cops here. We actually might still have the video of my play. I'm not going to make or the. I'm not going to. I'm not going to make you watch that. <laughs> uh, it's not good. Uh, <laughs> but we watched uh, Figaro. You have you've. I've watched quite a few. You've operas. watched quite a few. Yeah. Um, Carmen um, is my favorite. I've seen Carmen twice. I Once. know Carmen from Hey Arnold. So that's where my love for opera came from okay i watched that episode of hey arnold and was like fascinated with the habanera and you were like culture <laughs> I, well it was just like well 90s early 2000s cartoons all have opera references those have all gone by the wayside like looney tunes operatic from beginning to end we were watching like, looney tunes we recently. were in, we were preparing for the opera so i put on bugs bunny doing barbara seville then we watched sylvester do figaro uh-huh. <laughs> um so yeah, I mean, opera and cartoon, I watched a lot of cartoons growing up. So, I mean, opera songs are stuck with me. Um, melodies are stuck with me. That's something I noticed during the the show. I was like, oh, I actually know this. I know the this the overture is super yeah. popular and it's used, I think, in Tom and Jerry cartoons. Um, so it's, yeah, it's just one of those things. Um, the overture for La Traviata is also super famous and used in cartoons. Um, and, you know, I, I know that opera because of Pretty Woman. And knowing that that's the opera that they go watch and knowing that that's the opera that Pretty Woman is based off of, like that similar storyline. And then Moulin Rouge is based off that as well. Mm. So 
when I finally went to go watch it and the overture starts, I was like, oh, I actually also know this from XY cartoon. So it's 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 fun to go back and or it's fun to go to the opera and have just like a full circle of pop culture. Everything comes back to Every- yeah, the high arts that people want to replicate. Elmer Fudd running down yeah. <laughs> in a Valkyrie helmet with oh. bugs on the back of a horse. Yeah, no, everyone wants to recreate that image. It's beautiful. I'll be Elmer Fudd, you be bugs I'm for down. Halloween. I'm I'll down. wear my trusty golden helmet. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last time you said this was like, uh, I talked about having uh, Garfunkel hair in college. I'll be Paul Simon. And yeah. See. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wear a turtleneck. I'll be a little beatnik in Alphabet City for you. We got a lot of options. <laughs> um, so we went to go watch The Marriage of Figaro, and in comparison to Community Theater, I thought I thought it was rough to put them face-to-face, but Dino said, no, we have to show them that $30 makes a difference. Yeah, okay, so the Community <laughs> Theater thing was like 27 plus whatever tax fee, so it's about 30 it's, The yeah. opera seats, I got cheap seats. I'm not a Rockefeller. I work in public health. I also, where we sat is where I tend to, uh, that, or sometimes... Um, like for opening night, the mezzanine level, the level just beneath mm-hmm. us, is usually a little bit cheaper too. Okay. Um, so I've sat there like once or twice. So we were relatively front of the balcony. Yeah. And it was like sixty-five. Yeah. Um, we had really good seats. I for sixty-five dollars, I'm getting twice as long as a show that is good with high performance it casters. Was three times as long. It was four hours. Oh yeah. And the show that we went to was like maybe an hour fifteen. Beautiful. It had pyrotechnics. We did. Well, it started with some candles that they put out on stage. Well, uh, <laughs> there's there's a there's a that's just for like aesthetic yeah um, because so when the overture is playing the overture has nothing to do with the story right um but that would be the cue to turn on the lights yeah um, and opera houses didn't have electricity so they would literally have to go by and like snuff out every candle in the fucking place so that's what that yeah. was they were snuffing out the just candles. bringing down everyone yeah. get ready we're turning it down that yeah, was cool um there was something else i was gonna say about it the i mean everyone's beautiful everyone has a great singing voice these are talented people it was definitely worth the time the effort it was funny i know it's a comedy well mozart is funny okay Mo- someone with adhd writing an opera you don't think they're gonna get bored of everything everything <laughs> or like need like just to throw in a little person out yeah uh mozart had mozart is believed to have had adhd okay you ever seen amadeus no dino what i don't that's a classic I, I, okay, it we're, okay. we're adding it to the... We're watching Amadeus as well. It's going to be a nice thing. I love Amadeus. Um, but yeah, so that's... I mean, my references are gone here. But <laughs> in the movie, you're like, what's well, it's a fun guy. And then, you know, you do some research and you're like, oh, he may have just been untreated. <laughs> 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 he, but I mean, not in a bad way, right? Like, ADHD... Sometimes people tend to, like, label hyperactivity and things like that as being like nuisances Mm. but like a lot of my friends and a lot of artists that i know that have adhd like just like their outlook on life being like more whimsical or like needing more like Mm. there are some people that have it to the point where they're like it's like a distraction for me like i need to be mellowed out and there are people that are like no i enjoy this like this high i get from like day to day like minute by minute like life enjoyment Mm -hmm. and i think that's like beautiful so my sister. Oh no! <laughs> I remember this. Is, I'm gonna have to ask my mom about this. But I remember her. They were putting her on ADHD meds in it's really early. It was like elementary school. Yeah. Because she was just like. Sometimes uh, kids are just kids. That's kind of where we went because they started that, and then they realized like, oh, we just need a runner. You, sometimes you got to run your kids. You put her in soccer. Oh, that's when you put her in ice skating. Put her in ice skating. Ah, so yeah, yeah, that'll mellow you out. Um, my brother was really hyperactive, and we thought about it for a moment. But he mellowed out with age. Oh, cool. He plays video games now, and he just, you know, hangs out. Yeah. He's cool. He's fun. Yeah. So what happened? Like, did she, like, was her personality just, like, gone when she got on the meds? Yeah. Yeah, that'll, that, that'll do it. You know? you Especially if you don't need it. Like, you're just going to, your child to become, like, a... Zombie. Yeah. And my mom, I just remember my mom being like, I don't like this. I don't like what we did. And that's when they put her in, like, a sport, and she, like... It's got to mill it out. She had direction. Yeah. Um, and then she left ice skating because uh, boys, high school, you got to find. Whom's the mungus? Yeah. Whom's <laughs> the mungus hasn't left ice skating for boys? She was Tanya like, Harding. They, I, my mom wanted me to be a pair skater with her. So she put me in lessons and I only went as far as learning how to stop because that's all I really wanted to do. I just wanted to haul ass and be able to stop so I didn't run into a wall. Um, yeah, I should have stayed in. Meanwhile, I'm hoping to run into a wall because hitting the floor is a lot worse. 
The ice is softer than the wall, David. Come on. <laughs> uh, no. I don't even ice skate. I just go to that roller rink and I'm like, please don't hit the floor. Please don't hit the floor. Cartoon. <laughs> You guys, you guys came with me last time, and I felt really bad that you guys paid to get in. You know I what? I am skating. here for your enjoyment. I'm here for you. Aww. And if it means I just hang out on the side and get to be my best Alice and Janney, <laughs> smoke a cigarette with a parrot while I eat roller rink nachos that have probably been sitting there for yeah, all day uh, because they don't open until 8, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. Thank you. Uh, just like the cigarette before you go out there, babe, and we're good. <laughs> <laughs> you do you. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mozart had ADHD. Is where we were. Oh, I was just gonna say I probably oh, okay. should have stuck around ice skating. I would have uh, met some hot guys. Good times. They they would have all. I was like they would have all been gay, and yeah. I realized we're gay. Yeah. I re- <laughs> <laughs> It's like when I, uh, I always tell you the story, but like when I'm at the grocery store, I'm like, man, there are a lot of gay men at these grocery stores. They're always fucking grocery shopping. And then I realize I'm the gay man at the grocery store. I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) We're both reaching for the same, like, super, like, exotic fucking fruit that we're like, we're going to cook with this. Oh, we're not. Okay. We're going to reach for the dragon fruit at the same time. And then your hands touch. And then. Uh, maybe we'll be... No, okay. No, no. Oh, I ghosted you. <laughs> I, I told you about... Yeah, I told you about the guy yeah. at the... Gro- yeah, I, told, I ran to a guy at the grocery store. Uh, we both acknowledged each other from, like, opposite... We both went into the same aisle, acknowledged each other from across, and went... Oh, no. And then, like, went halfway, grabbed our thing, walked past each other <laughs> out the other end. Um, then, I'm, I guess he went to go check out, so I was going. Um, I went and did more shopping, went... There was nobody in the checkout lane, so or there were people in the checkout lanes, but they were in. So when you're looking at them, it looks like there's nobody in line. So I picked one, and sure enough, I ended up right behind him in line. Do <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> we have more to say about the opera? I don't know. It was good. It was. Good. I had a good oh, time. Oh, the people watching during intermission. Yeah, there was. I, part. I have always enjoyed playing Sugar Mama, Sugar Baby, or Sugar Daddy, Sugar Baby wherever I go. Um, uh-huh. The opera is a good place to play father, son, sugar daddy, sugar baby. Which one is it? My sister likes to play siblings or dating. Um, siblings or dating? On Instagram, yeah. Okay. So we do that. Um, but I like to play the other one in person. See who's who. Where See, they, like, what's going on? Um, a lot of times, moms and sons go to the opera, but if you ever see dads and sons go to the opera... It's probably not that. It's not that. <laughs> um, there are people who are very well dressed there are people that have money that go to the opera do you know i know but what i'm getting at is there are also people who are not very well dressed who have a lot more money john williams sitting there in the corner he was not actually john no he just looked like him but he could have been (laughs) (laughs) but he was just wearing like a general like macy's blue solid button-up wild hair suede jacket bomber jacket type thing munching on a snack slacks that weren't fitted it was great. Just chilling there. I was opening up. You said, who's pl- let's see who's playing uh, Sugar Daddy, Sugar Baby, whatever. And I was opening up Grinder, and you're like, do you know? Like, <laughs> I, know. like I have to see who's local. Like, yeah, but. You know what? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what if someone wants to offer me money? They're all already there with someone they're giving money to. That's true. Yeah. The only, uh, I mean, Ringo Starr behind us was promising. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Like, I, I made that reference to Ringo Starr because of his haircut, but he actually had the same hair as Danny DeVito when he's the uh, the art buyer, mm-hmm, and yeah. that's derivative. It's bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> that. I have to have that. The air conditioner? That. Yes. <laughs> that's what he looked like. Oh <laughs> um, there was a man whose beard was the exact same color as his wife's hair, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, they were a cute couple. Yeah. she's dying. She looked like she was dying hers to match his, but, yeah. you know. Uh, you said up and up Indiana Jones, and I was gonna, I was gonna <laughs> cackle from the t- from the, the top, and I was like, he was wearing like a leather cowboy hat, which don't ever wear a hat to the opera if you're sitting on the balcony. <laughs> like, come on. Um, he was wearing that like a long leather jacket that was oversized for him, oversized gray brown pants, like khakis, and you know boots. Up and up in the end, Joe. It was great. Mm. Just in the whip. Good times. 
Yeah, I, I want to go back. I want to say I, more. Yeah, I enjoy just talking shit about people. That's my thing. That's what I'm here for. That's what everyone's here for. <laughs> Thank you. If you like this content, you can support us on Patreon. Uh, CCL Pod. It's beautiful. Uh, where are we at on time? Oh, this looks like a perfect time to tell my story. From earlier? Yeah. About the Hillcrest? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's jump into it. Um, I've been waiting. This is... So one time... Uh, let's 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 back up here real quick. Dino and I are very tired from work. We've been looking at places to travel to. Dino has been worried about traveling because of this time he went to the Hillcrest. So you part of our apartment. Um, I lived with a bunch of frat brothers. I some other gays that we knew. Um, and we just wanted to go to like an impromptu San Diego. Trip. Wait, wait, wait. This apartment on Gaviota also housed Francisco and them. No. Oh, okay. They okay. lived. They, they lived. They lived nearby. Okay. Um. They lived by Signal Hill. Uh, no, by Executive Suite at the time. Oh, okay. That place was disgusting. Like, if I thought my place was disgusting, they had roaches. There's some really bad places next to the Executive Suite on, like, Redondo. Yeah. Like, Redondo is good. If you go, like, the house behind the house that's on Redondo, yeah. it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they also had a guy there who... I don't need to go into that. That's, <laughs> yeah, okay. that's um, not your story. It's not my story to tell. We might have to have someone on. Um, but... <laughs> I was working two jobs, exhausted, and I just happened to have some time off. And I was like, let's, let's just go to San Diego. We haven't had, like, an impromptu thing. Um, at the time, like, my friends were frat brothers, drag queens. Um, I was newly sober. I, when I say newly, I mean the first couple years. And at that time, you're there's still a little bit where you're trying to, like, prove yourself. Like, I'm still fun. I can still hang and do stuff. Okay. Um, so I was like, yeah, let's go do this. And we drive down. It's me, Ricky, Francisco uh friend mento and someone else oh albert anyways it's us five okay um and while we're driving down there we also pick up one of francisco's friends who lives down there this girl who i'd never met before and have never met since um so it's like six of us okay like what kind of car you all went down in one car a little blue versa i think yeah the same car that you drive now but in blue yes that's tiny. a tiny car. It is know. a tiny car. <laughs> I make Dino drive sometimes because I'm like, your car is practically half the size of mine. And park. finding parking for you is a lot easier than finding parking for me. Yeah, when I lived in Long Beach, I got this car and I was like, I need the tiniest car that I can still fit and see in. And yeah. then it's like, Versa, it's, no, baby. It's great. It's absolutely great. So like, Versa, feel free I, to sponsor us. I sit in that thing and I'm like, I am very small. I feel compact. Yeah. And I am half your size. So we took our Scooty Puff <laughs> to San Diego and we go to fiesta cantina first because that's usually where when we were going to weho that's kind of our starting spot they had a fiesta cantina in san diego i think they still do unless it closed it's baja betty's now that's the mexican spot okay then it it changed spot but it used to be they have really good food um so we start there and that's when i think it was sacramento who said we should go to mexico like we can just park along the border and like walk across and just have a good time there and i was like i'm fun we could do this but let's like hang out here first. Like you said, go. you were newly sober. First couple years, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so we start out in <laughs> we start out in San Diego. We go to like Riches. I take a little side quest to go to a hot dog because I was hungry. I'm always hungry, and I thought it was really funny because the guy there is just mean to everyone. Like I see the him, hot dog guy. Yeah, I see him being. It's like a little um, like a window. Shop in the, yeah, and that's still there. Is it? Yeah. That'll be fun. I'll have to tap that out when we do Topo. But he's like, yelling at this guy. And then I go up there and he's just nice to me. And he's like, why are you nice to that guy? And I was like, he paid in cash. He ordered his thing. He stepped out of the way. I like that guy. So I was just like, okay, he likes me. That's cool. Uh, it's stupid. I don't know. But I always remember that. <laughs> Your okay. eyebrows you'll be, are You'll be humbled very quickly in this story. And I know that. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> uh, so I go back to like Flicks or Riches or whatever I want to was and they're like do you still want to go to mexico i'm like sure let's go so we're driving over to mexico and we missed the exit so we're driving into mexico and okay. then all of our phones go out as we're trying to like figure out navigation because they're transitioning into yeah i don't have an international service i'm not a rockefeller <laughs> it's free now with every mexico is free. now yeah yeah not then I... uh yeah so we're driving over there and it's like okay fuck let's figure out how to get back like i'd rather just turn around and go back um but it's like the weekend everybody's partying around us there's something going on yeah uh, you're in tj yeah right yeah you're in it yeah so we everyone's drunk except for me and i'm just like fuck trying to figure it out someone's peeing into a cup in the car 
Uh, it's just like, okay, and they just set it outside. And then we finally find the border. Like, we're back in line. Okay, we can get back. And, of course, it's the longest line. Yeah. Well, do you remember what day of the week it was? Uh, Friday or Saturday. Okay. No, yeah. 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 Uh, so everybody that's been there for the week is heading out. Or everyone that went, like, we're going to take an after work trip to TJ is also leaving with you at the same time. Yes. We are in this line, and my friends are drunk. And, of course, there's food vendors. So we're ordering food from the window. I'm still just stressed, but Mento's like getting hot Cheetos and a mazapan. He's like, ooh, nice. Um, and that is when, that is when Francisco says, oh, I forgot my green card. <laughs> and I lose all the blood drips down. I just pale. It's awful. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I can do this. There's we six can, of us. We can make it. There's six of us gonna in a car. It. We're going to make it. It's right there. We have our IDs. No one has a passport on them. It's not a good well, idea. Well, at the time, you would have only needed an ID. Yes. Yeah, so you're good. It, it was, I think. You think. Okay. I would think. So we're getting up to the guy. At the border crossing. At the border crossing. And he's like, okay, can, can you guys hand up your IDs? I'm like, okay. I turn around, and there are five people in this car. You got there with when six. There were six people in this car. I'm like, where the fuck is Francisco? And I just grab the things I hand to the dude. They pit him under a blanket. Do you know what they're looking for at the border? Drugs. Drugs and <laughs> people hiding under blankets. People, yeah, they're looking. They're looking for a coyote. Yeah, so of course they fucking see him. That's what you are. And at this point. I just remember him screaming, "Who the fuck is that?" And I turn. I was like, "What did, like Francisco? What are you doing?" And he explains explaining like hey i forgot my green card and they like he's just like pull over over there do not deviate for anything that's why we go over the park they bring us inside we're like handcuffed and uh they start frisking us yeah it's a very uh goldilocks and three bears situation i'm getting lightly frisked um the white man the white man's getting lightly frisked who would have thought um <laughs> Everyone else is, like, increasing severity of, like, just manhandling and, like, trying to look for stuff. They take our glass, like, me and Ricky's glasses, because it's... It's a weapon. It's a weapon. I'm going to stab you with the side of this, yeah. With the arms? Absolutely. Um, Poly plastics. <laughs> They're in our blood now. <laughs> oh, no. Not the microplastics. Not the microplastics. <laughs> uh, so after they first go there, we're kind of all separated in, like, a, the whole, it's one giant room. And then they're all drunk and having to pee, so the only place to pee is a cell. So they keep bringing them one by one to a cell. They all have. They've all broken their seal. They've all broken the seal. Yeah. So that's that keeps happening. Like, can I like the same person multiple times having to pee, and I'm just like sitting there, like I can't see. It's really stressful. Um, I told you earlier, one of my friends was a drag queen. She has a bit where she's uh, not earlier this. You mean earlier in this season? You didn't tell us that this. Uh, I said it a little while ago. Okay, just right. track. It doesn't matter. Foxy <laughs> um, Ajoy, she's my little brother from my yeah. rat, and right. now she's like a big Dracula star. It's beautiful. But she had this bit, which I'll probably post a link to, where she's just uh, thinks her man is cheating on him, and pulls a gun on him. So security border patrol comes in and says, "Who's is this?" And I can't see. I'm just like, what? It's, and they're like, it's Foxy's gun. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> they found a gun in the car. Uh, I'm just like, it's a drag queen's, it's a drag queen's fake gun. I'm sorry. It's, it look, it's got like... The yellow, orange tip. Orange tip, yeah. He's like, if some something could have happened if we found this earlier in the process, it could have been a lot worse. And I was like, it seems pretty bad now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, no, I'm just reliving it. <laughs> <laughs> He's going through it a little bit. Yeah, so they they tell that. And then later, the supervisor comes. She's like, I see you are taking this very seriously. And I was like, yes. She's like, I. this seems like something that got out of hand. You guys made a mistake. We're going to keep your friend here. His roommate's coming with his green card. This whole time, Francisco has been combative. I don't know if you've ever been wrong. You should not be combative when you're wrong, because in this situation, you're wrong. <laughs> like, uh, so they're saying like, oh, he, his roommate's gonna come. You guys can like the next stop is a Jack in the Box. If you guys want to wait there for them, and I said nope. So I took everyone home. We left. I just left them in Mexico at the border, um, and I got everyone had to go to work. So I got them home in time to like get to work. Get to work. I, I did not have to work. I took the day. I was just, I'm going to sleep today because that was a lot. 
Um, and that was the Mexico trip. I've never left the country since. I have a passport now. Should use that. Oh, oh, more recently, <laughs> uh, Francisco went to Puerto Vallarta. And on the way back, he was stopped because there was something on the record. Like mm. when we were leaving there, um, a friend Mento wanted to be a cop. So he asked him, like, is this going to show on our record? And she's like, it's going to show that you were stopped and checked. That's all it's going to say. Yeah. He was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, but apparently, uh, Francisco was stopped trying to get in. It's like, why were you stopped at the border? What happened with this? And he had to, he was like, he couldn't remember what happened. It's been so long ago. Um, you, traumatized. I will never forget. Can't forget it. Sober. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in here. Burnt. Oh, my God. Is this your memory all the time? Just burnt in like that? Wow. David remembers everything. And I, he's always like, it's a trauma response. I'm like, to everything? So. Oh. <laughs> I developed the need to hold on to things pretty extensively. When you catch somebody lying to you, mm-hmm. um, I have discovered that if you hit them with as many details about the day about what they said, about like what they were wearing, about what they were doing, they kind of submit and like, okay, yeah, that is, you're right. I am trying to lie to you to make it, to make me look like the good guy. Mm -hmm. So uh, an ex of mine would often tell half truths is what I would call them. Okay. Um, Where like most of the story was the truth, but like one detail would be wrong. And he would do that so that I would just kind of be like, okay, like, yeah, everything else is true. So hoping that, like, I wouldn't catch the one slip up. Yeah. Um, So when he would do that, I would be like, actually, no, this is what happened. And then don't you remember this? And like, and then when this person showed up and like kind of just like mm-hmm. essentially like recount minute by minute, almost second by second of what happened, he would kind of be like, OK, yeah, you caught me. I'm trying to hide X, Y and Z. That's awful. Yeah. So now I have. I mean, it comes in handy for me. Yeah, I memorize everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, that's why it's, that's why I said it's a trauma response because like I had to do you that. Had to I, have, that. I had to develop Interesting. that. Interesting. So yeah, I hold on to that now, and I'm, you know, I have a memory that I have. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that could be created. <laughs> I think well because I still do it as like an obsessive like I have to hold on to this in case somebody like tries to gaslight me mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, I probably could just choose to like yeah whatever. But like I've told you before, you know, if you ever catch me, you're like, I don't really remember. It's a lie. I remember. I know. I've started <laughs> you on it. I'm like, no, no, no. You do. <laughs> I, I know. Do. I do remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are some things that for sure I don't remember, like things that are just like not like worth my time. Yeah. Or like maybe I'm getting like too inundated with information that I'm like, I can remember like this, these parts of it, but I don't remember this one thing. So like remembering that Iggy and Albert are not together. I remember meeting them almost at the same time. Probably, yeah. But I... And I remember meeting their partners that same night. So I assu- I think my my memory Just is like they were together. Swapped, yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. swapped that small detail. Alright. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's my Mexico story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and actually brings us to an hour. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow, there's so much still left to talk about though. I guess well everyone has to keep in for next week and see where we go. Because I I have things. I, I wanna deconstruct that story. We can keep going. <laughs> we can go a couple more minutes. Yeah. And there's a bunch of stuff I'm going to cut out anyway. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I don't know. Like, every time you tell the story, it's my favorite story. Uh, this time you told it, and it was pretty much... I, I still I still get the same reaction that I got the first time you told me. Of it's just like, what a fucking, like, ride. Yeah. Um, every time you told it after that, when I, you know, tell the story, tell the story. The way I tell you to do, sh- do share. Do share. Do it. Do share. Do share. Do, <laughs> do, it. Share, do share during Do what? share right now. Uh, just anything. town. That's not oh, even shared. That's not even shared. That that's, that's Will and Grace. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there was something in the air that night. You hate it. I no, I love it. I, I love it because it's bad. It's awful. It's camp. But you always do it. I'm like, why does he want me to do this? It's awful. <laughs> this is awful. It's funny. It's because okay, so we were watching Mamma Mia. Here I go. Here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> And, Fern- and Fernando and Fernando is and, a share song. That's yeah, what I've decided. Yeah, no, Abba is share. Yeah, I, her share album or Abba's shares. She's Abba on the new, album. She's on the newest album, right? <laughs> is she really? No. Oh. 
her album of doing ABBA covers is actually amazing. It is really good. It's so good. Um, so when we were watching that, you kind of did like a, you tried to like do it, and I was like, you could do that better. And then you did it better, and I was like, oh, you're never gonna fucking, you're never not gonna be able to not do this. Oh, like yeah. you're gonna have to do it as a party trick. You always point to me to do it, and I'm never prepared. And I that's start the best laughing. part of it. <laughs> <laughs> like do share, because it builds it up. People are like, wow, he's gonna do share, and then, and then, then you do, do it, and people are like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's for me. It's not for them. It's for me. Uh, uh, it's I, all for me. I can do that for you. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Dino. Um, you can go watch me roller skate. I can do share for you. <laughs> that's that's what it is. It's yeah. not the three hour Italian films that I take you to go watch. No, those are fun. Okay. <laughs> okay. I like them. <laughs> um, anyway, the story is wild to me. Um, and it's my favorite story that you tell. Um, and I'm glad that every time you tell it, that I can still get the same reaction. That's good. Yeah. This time was a lot better than the last. The last time you told it, you were like, okay, David's making me tell this story. Yeah. <laughs> Mainly because I was making you tell it at work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which some of them are listening. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi. Um, and I know I really I enjoy the story. Um, I'm glad everyone's safe. I'm glad everyone's OK. I'm glad Francisco can travel back gun, and yeah. forth. Yeah. I'm glad it didn't fuck him up. Uh, I feel like that's the only reason we can really tell the stories because like no one, no one got harmed in the making of the story. No one was injured in the making of the story. No one's life was other than yours was altered in a traumatic <laughs> <laughs> sense in a weird trajectory like a goddamn coming of age film. <laughs> Dino's an indie film. That's what I've decided. His life is just a big indie <laughs> film. Family's in Idaho. He's here on his own. Just picking his family. <laughs> they left. <laughs> they left. You did mention earlier you're from Garden Grove. They yes. left you. Yeah, my sister was trying to buy places and things were hella expensive and her husband liked the gun laws, so they went out there and then they had kids and my parents are like, oh shit, we gotta go. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, I forget that your sister went out first and then your family, your parents yeah. went. Uh, my grandma moved out to Texas and wanted us to follow, but we weren't gonna follow. So then she came back here and now she lives in Hemet, which is still like a fucking state yeah. away, so Jeez. we don't see her all that much. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, grandma. <laughs> grandma, if you're listening, she's not. She's not. She's the one I'm not out of the closet to. Oh, no. Well, because the other one. This is not the show for her. This is not the show for her. Yeah. You were, for my birthday, right? It was when we had that conversation. About, yeah. Yeah. My mom was ready to, like, I thought she was going to kill over when we were talking about coming out to her. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Remember, she was like, no, we can't, like, can't have that. And I was like, it's going to be okay. Like, I don't need to come out to come I, out. I spent the holidays with your family, and, like, every time I'm with your family, I'm just like, I can't say anything. She doesn't talk about a lot of this I don't stuff. talk about anything. Yeah, so I... I'm quieter around your family because I'm like, I have, there's, what do you mean? There's no experiences to share. The weather's nice. This food's good. There's no experience <laughs> to share. However, one time, I think it was for the my brother's birthday that you were talking to my mom. And you say this didn't happen, but when I walked back in, the one, the only part of the conversation I heard was you telling my mom, well, he hasn't like grocery shopped in like two months because they keep feeding him at work. And the, I, you were, she was look, making eye contact with you. And it just happened to be the moment that I walked in back into the house and like i saw her like look at me like you haven't been grocery shopping i didn't you realize it was been gonna eating? be i didn't realize it like, was gonna be an incident what do you mean like it turned into a whole thing and i had i think i pulled you aside at work like the next day and i was like why the fuck yeah. are you telling my mom that i'm not eating that's not like, what i said but, but that's, that's what, what she, she got took yeah because and... it was like he's not grocery shopping and i was like what is he doing like how is he getting by like what is he he's on his own it's been a while since i've lived on my own um after my fiance and i broke up i moved back home mm-hmm. Uh, I lived there for a couple of years. COVID kept me there a little bit longer than I should have been there. And now I'm finally out. So being back out, my mom is going through it. it. Um, and I'm the firstborn, so I'm the baby. Um, you know, it's a whole thing. It's usually the other way. No, not in Latino households. Apparently. Well, we're all, we're all babies. But like the yeah, first, you are. The first... After that Christmas, <laughs> you guys got gifts on gifts on gifts. We were warned. My I was aunt, warned. My aunt told you, when you come here for Christmas, you're going to think a bunch of children live in this goddamn house. <laughs> I get a, I get awesome. a lot of I get a lot of toys. <laughs> They're all collectibles. It was, it was really cool. <laughs> but yeah, so we're all babies. Um, but the firstborn is obviously a little bit more important. Important for my grandma, I definitely was. My parents, not so much, but like you know, it carries over like slightly. Um, but we're all babies. So when my mom found out that we're not, I'm not eating. It, you might as well have told her that I'm starving to death and I am poor, and I need help. She needs to go and, like, I don't know, like, I'm laying in bed on my deathbed and she needs to go rub a wet towel across my forehead. <laughs> like, you might as well have told her that. I, okay. See, this is why I don't say anything around her <laughs> anymore. You could have just said, oh, yeah, I know. Because I'm assuming she was asking you about how 
everything was going and that's how that conversation came up it was so mundane latino women are detectives i know know. i know latino mothers detectives (laughs) i've told you that multiple times but the part where i said he's getting so much food at work they're like there's just so much going on he's taking stuff home and she was like, she he doesn't have that. the money to buy his own Apparently. food. He needs to make his work lunch last. And then followed up with, well, so he hasn't grocery shopped in two months. Is like, oh, it's because he doesn't have any money. So and, by detectives, and, you mean bad detectives? Well, no, because my story, I'm not telling her that I'm like, I'm like, I'm eating. I'm doing good. I have everything taken care of. That's all you need to say. That's what keeps it like right there. You know, the surface tension on the glass one drop is going to make it go over, but you have that nice little bubble right there. See, this is the difference between <laughs> you and Paul. You're just giving the bare minimum. Paul will go leaps and bounds to make it look like everything is fine. <laughs> <laughs> this, he's, now, now he's, think, he's Cuban. There's, it's different. It's different. Um, <laughs> I'm like, now things are fine. But when we lived at that apartment in Gaviota, it's, I remember the day he moved in because his parents were helping, his dad was helping bring in stuff. And his mom was like, I'm not going in there because it was disgusting. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. No, yeah. It's not that my mom's a bad detective. It's just like she's looking to catch me in a lie, right? To make sure that, like, Latino mother, Latina mothers and parents are like, I need to take care of my children. I know that I don't tell my parents everything <laughs> because I need them to think that everything's okay. So I'm pretty sure my children aren't telling me everything that's going on to make me think that everything's okay. So then. I'm like, yeah, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. So when she goes to you, she's looking for the one slip up in the story. Oh, I tell my parents things. Yeah, like, you're white, Dino. You're the <laughs> leche in the cafecito. That's why we're here. <laughs> anyway, we're done. It's an hour. It is an hour. <laughs> no, I mean, this seems like a good place to end. Yeah, no. Yes, Dino, it is different I, for us. And I am I'm glad legend. you're acknowledging <laughs> that life has been different for the both of us. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> just, just being a dick to you. I know. All right. Uh, anyway, um, that's the episode, folks. Hopefully, you stick around for another one. Um, we have a lot more guests lined up, a lot of more fun conversations where Dino and I are continuing to go and do fun things around town. I don't think I'm doing community theater again. No. But we'll be doing other things. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to follow the show, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at CCLPod. Uh, on Instagram, I'm the famous Dino. And I'm the gay Gatsby. And until next time. Bye. See ya.